Indiana Runner Podcast Season 4, Episode 6. Taylor Marshall and I go through many of the meets of this past weekend, especially the Marion and Hamilton County meets, before doing a quick assessment of the state before INCC Stats' big drop. Cue all the drops. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out. All right. Another good weekend. Another nice August morning. Rare for Indiana. How'd you like the weekend, Taylor? Yeah, how about that, right? We've been pretty lucky here thus far. Um, I know I've talked about that a couple times on the podcast, but uh Great weekend, a lot of competition across the state, a couple county championships contested early in the season. We'll get to those later on, but uh, pretty uh, exciting day all around. Let's run through a lot of this stuff quickly. Uh, we're limited to 40 minutes, but we got two Zooms coming up here. So uh, at the St. X run in Louisville, so south of the border. Number 13, Floyd Central girls win with 45 points and a solid 1943 average. And then Corden Central, this is one of my teams from one of the preview podcasts. Corden was second with 104 points and a 2032 average. Caitlin Stewart of Floyd, she was all state last year, I believe. Uh, second in 1848. Her teammate, Savannah Little, eighth in 1923. And then Addison Applegate of Corden, 13th in 1953. Number 21, Floyd Boys, third with 211 points and a 1656 average. New Albany, maybe a dark horse to make it out of the Brown County semi state to the state meet, fifth with 241 points, 1701 average. So not that far behind Floyd here. Austin, right in the mix, we think, to potentially make it out of the semi state. They were 14th with 303 points. It was a 1732 average. Will Conway second in a blistering 1506. And then the Lord brothers, Aiden third, 1524. Aaron seventh, 1539. They both go to New Albany. Brandon Rice of Austin eighth in 1559. There are no INCC stats adjustments on this yet. I'd say it's pretty safe that it ran fast for this time of year. Yeah, at times we kind of indicate that. I'm not, you know, uh, this is the the course they run uh, NCA nationals on. Is that is that correct? I don't they... think I don't think this is the um, Tom Sawyer Park. It could Got be. It. Okay. I'm not I'm not positive that it is. Saint X is in Louisville. That Tom Sawyer Park is there. Trinity hosts that Invitational, the high school Invitational, that a lot of local schools have gone to in the past. Um, so. Yeah, it could it could be? I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Okay, so uh, either way, you know, doesn't doesn't necessarily matter. But like you said, the adjustments look like they could be pretty positive. But um, you know, really strong performances early on. Um, shout out to Corden, the original state capital, Colin. Oh yeah, great performance right there. Um, and then how about fifteen oh six for Will Conway? Right, just really blazing hard. Uh, he, we saw him in person, or I saw him in person at the uh, Valley kickoff a few weeks ago. And he's, um, he's just running really well right now. So hopefully that'll continue for him this season. A very, very good track season for Conway. Uh, some other ones to go through quickly here. Uh, Evansville Harrison had an invite South Knox girls won 55 points over Tell city who had 93 Pike central sophomore Zavery Wiseman, who was the top freshman last year at the state meet won in 1902, and then a really close boys meet, South Knox 83, Evansville Wrights 87, Tell City 94. Those are all teams probably on the outside, but maybe harboring hopes of making it to the state meet um, out of that Southern semi-state, New Albany is in, in that range as well. Jackson Nolan of Wrights wins 16-18. Nolan King was second, 16-39. No INCC stats adjustments on that. You got anything on that one? Uh, Zabry Wiseman, right? Keep keep an eye on her, right? As a top, like you said, top freshman at the state meet last year. Um, you know, she's she's going to be, uh, you know, an all state contender as well. Um, and then uh, Evansville getting some love on the podcast, right? 
the this is your meet the taylor invite number Love 14 it. fort wayne concordia a big victory over number 11 northview 34 to 60 number seven zionsville uh, a bit shorthanded they ended up third with 66 points concordia freshman sarah maple wins 1856 over her teammate lexi panning panning was all state last year Panning ran 1920. So a huge win for the freshman from Concordia, Sarah Maple. On the boys' side, number five, Zionsville boys dominate 19 points, one, three, four, five, and six. That's one of the ways to score 19 points in a meet. Uh, there's only two. Uh, and Zionsville defeated number 22, Concordia, with 76. And the Northview boys, who had 91. Matthew Helton from Zionsville wins 15-59. And uh, Northview's Jason Grant, 16-04, the only thing breaking up an Eagles sweep there. Girls rating minus 15, so not especially fast. Boys rating zero, so ran exactly what they would say is average conditions on an average course in the middle of the year. Yeah. Well, one team that's not average is Zionsville. Man, they look, they look good. They look really strong here. Um, they look strong at their own 4K invite, which you and I got to see last Saturday. Um, you know, they are just continuing to solidify a, a resume to be toward the top of the state meet late in the season. Yep. And we'll get into that now later on here at the end of this podcast um, about, you know, your Taylor's two tiers. That's might be our thing this year. Where, right. where do, where do teams rank on our tiers in terms of contenders podium things of that nature uh, quickly run through a couple more Wapahani invite Monroe central girls defeat the host Wapahani 34 to 44 faith Norris of Daleville wins 2019. But on the other side, the reverse Wapahani boys put the hammer down 29 points to defeat Monroe central who scored 76 Nick cook wins in 1629 minus 19 girls rating minus 10 boys rating. Got anything on that? Nope. Keep it moving. Northwood invite. South Bend St. Joe's girls defeat Northwood 62 to 67. Close meet there. Culver Academy's Celeste Graham wins 2009. Uh, this was one of your teams on the preview podcast, which is right now the third yeah. most listened to podcast in Indiana runner history. And it's, it's, it's tracking up to number one, Taylor, go back and listen to this. If you haven't yet, Taylor talks about the Northwood boys and for good reason, they pummel the field here. 41 points Wabash had 110 Northwood the Panthers most common nickname in Indiana high school sports uh Jordan Burden and Owen Allen go 1-2 1651 1657 girls rating -34 boys rating -22 so those times for a lot of those kids you know we could be looking at maybe a minute faster at the end of the year on a nice course on a nice day yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Northwood getting it done. Hey, do you want to uh, dive into this? Uh, as you see with these ratings, the uh, the boys uh, ratings and girls ratings tend to be uh, different uh, significantly. Right? Uh, right. Do you want to explain why that is? Well, like, girls are going to be running for longer. So negative conditions will affect the girls more um over the course of 20 minutes versus 17 so that's that's a big part um and then there's other kind of theories as to why that sometimes i i see people on the message board that just don't understand how this incc stat site works as if there's some sort of agenda or axe to grind or whatever and all it is is the person that runs it whoever it is throws all of the results in there based on how well how well they would have projected to run plus or minus those times. And that's what, that's what spits it back out. There you go. Right. Kind of, kind of a good, a good, uh, concise explanation, right. For people who may not be as familiar with the INCC stats website or how it operates um, and why things might be different. People would say, well, they ran 30 minutes later on the same course and in, in relatively the same conditions and why things may be different. So and that's anyway. what I had said to someone on the board that asked about, it. I do not run INCC stats. I don't know how to do it. I refresh as often or more often than anybody else. Um, now I do sometimes try to reverse engineer it and, and beat whoever runs it to the punch. And I do post those sometimes or send them out to people. Um, someone had asked, 
I, I don't understand how the girls was minus whatever and the boys was plus and the boys ran after and the conditions were the same. And I mean, this is a very legitimate question. And I just said, that's how the math shakes out. Right. Right. Can't be mad at numbers. Uh, staying up Northern Indiana, my old stomping grounds, Prairie Heights invite, close girls meet here, Taylor, West Noble 62, Leo 63, Central Noble 66. Leo's Isabel Shenfield, I believe this is the second race she's won uh, in this young season, 2024 this week. Westview boys in a close meet over West Noble, 52 to 54. Noah Bontrager of Westview helped his team win um, by winning individually 16-16. Girls rating minus 20, boys rating minus nine. Got anything? What a fun meet to be at, right? Both boys and girls teams come down to it super close at the end, right? That's kind of what you want, build the suspense. That's uh that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, I think that's cool. The pin invite number ten pin girls justified their rating. I think they're going to move down a couple spots here, um, based on INCC stats adjusted team ratings. We'll certainly see them against a lot of the best teams in the state. Not necessarily this week though. Uh, the the Lady Kingsmen, twenty three points. South Bend Adams, fifty five. Mary Eubank from Penn was the winner 2010. And then on the boys' side, we've talked a, a good amount about the New Prairie semi-state. Valparaiso boys make a statement as the team to beat in the Northwest section of the state, 37 to 63 victory over Penn. And the Valparaiso duo, Jimmy Dillaball and Mason Nobles, the super sophomore, this was super sophomore Saturday, Taylor, one, yes. two, um, 16, 13, the winning time for Dillaball and pretty good because the girls rating was minus 35 and the boys rating was minus 23. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of took what I was going to say there, right? I mean, Valpo showing that they're the class of the new Prairie semi-state right now, right? We kind of figured that going in and they're just continuing to, to show that, um, a lot of young boys up there, uh, getting it done for the team. So, um, shout out to the Valparaiso tradition coaching talent they've got you know hard Check work i imagine box. you don't yeah. you don't get you don't get to this point by accident they've got a right. lot they've got a lot going on for them i'm yeah. still a lake central guy over here but we'll uh we'll see as the season goes on franklin invite my other old stomping grounds the city in which i met my wife because we were going to college uh number 12 bloomington south girls with an easy win 50 points Shorthanded Cathedral, number 25, scored 100. They beat Indian Creek on a tiebreaker. Indian Creek also a little shorthanded based on their projected lineup. Uh, Indian Creek freshman Libby Doughty wins in 1841. Had you heard of her before Saturday? I had not. She's I don't know why their coaches aren't, aren't getting on the message board telling us about her. Well, maybe they will now. That's one. Uh, Bloomington South. Lily Myers, who was All-State last year, 1848. And Indian Creek senior, Abby Fleetwood, also under 19 minutes. So the Creek, two girls under 19 minutes in the – I don't I don't want to say it's their first meet. I don't know. I don't have their schedule memorized. Um, but a pretty impressive start there by Indian Creek. Unfortunately, they're kind of in the wrong semi-state. Yeah, that's tough, right? I mean, if they were just a little further south. Just a they, few miles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the breakdown is right there. Um, but like you said, right, for late August, and you got two at a smaller school under 19 minutes. I mean, that's super impressive. So they're doing a great job. So um, shout out to Libby Dottie making making a name for herself, putting her on the map, Colin. Sometimes you can just look at the results and see who's good. You don't have to be told ahead of time. It, it does help in our sport where there are numbers that are posted online and they're more objective than maybe watching film and debating positions. You're right. Yeah. You just look, you just look at it. Hey, where'd that come from? Well, now we know. And if you don't know, now, you know, now, you know, it's on the boys side, uh, Bloomington South junior Ryan Ream wins fifteen forty eight. I, I project he has an excellent chance to finish in the top 25 at the state meet. He ran 920 as a sophomore. Uh, and he finished ahead of Martinsville's Martin Barco the fourth. Girls rating here minus 16. Boys rating here minus five. On the team side, I skipped over that accidentally. Uh, number 15, Bloomington South, Ryan Reams team 
was a bit shorthanded, still easily disposed of the field. They scored 85 points. They outdistanced Edgewood, who was in second. I've heard that's a very good meet and a very nice course there at Franklin. Um, I've heard the same. Yeah, I've not had a chance to witness it in person, but I've heard really good things about their course. So maybe, maybe one day. Valparaiso split squad. The girls went to one meet. The boys went to another. The girls went to the Rudy Scarupa invite at Lake Central. Even though they missed two of their projected scores, number 16 Valparaiso girls, 44 points over Lake Central, who had 58, and Crown Point, who had 92. Laporte's Brenna Sebecki wins again this weekend, and this time in 1922, to beat Valpo's Grace Thomas by seven seconds. On the boys' side, a surprise winner, unranked Portage, 57 points. They beat number 13, Lake Central, who scored 62, number 24, Laporte, who scored 90, and Crown Point in the mix in that semi-state, who unranked, but they scored 92. Now, all three teams in that after Portage were missing at least one projected score. Portage sophomore Shane Conroy wins 16-28. What do you what do you make of that kind of mess of those teams in New Prairie this week? Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be close. I mean, you know, Valpo, I think, is still sort of the 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 class of that field. Um, but we're seeing Lake Central a much improved team uh than what preseason rankings would have thought, right? Or or would have uh, projected them to finish. Um, Laporte again, crown point, very close. Uh, you throw in the, the projected score, right? The missing, it was a big SAT weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, a, a possible reason for their not, you know, for the missing. Um, so yeah, I mean, like the, the new Prairie semi state will be, will be close again on the boys' side and will be, um, you know, fun to watch and, and see who's that sixth team just to make it out. So INCC stats. Now it's a little early. Um, the big the big drop is coming this week. The curators put that. on the INCC stats site that that may be a. We'll, we'll see if we can figure out all of our schedules between me, you, Andy, Scott, whoever else. Um, that may be a, an emergency podcast. Uh, so Portage team rating four hundred four, fully loaded. They had all five projected scores compete. Lake yeah. Central adjusted rating three ninety. So just slightly ahead of Portage, uh, missing one of their runners. And like you said, it was a, it was an SAT weekend. Laporte adjusted rating, missing two of their scores, 430. So they're all kind of right in that range. And Crown Point missing uh, one runner, 490. Yeah. So they're all relatively close in there. Yeah. And, and that's in a, in a state meet scenario. So in the semi-state, for example – we're talking about it being potentially even closer, um, you know, in terms of the, the final shakeout. So, yeah, um, again, uh, every point will matter, right? So that that fifth uh, guy, that sixth guy, you know, if be the best fifth guy you can be, right? Just do the best you can. It's a foot race with a math problem at the end. Add them up. That's right. couple county meets here. Marion County, number nine, Franklin Central with a statement win here, 37 points for the Flashes. Number six, North Central, 62. Now, North Central still missing a score. Uh, Adjusted ratings, I think Franklin Central still ahead of the North Central girls in this case. Let me confirm that before we move on. Franklin Central team rating, 194. North Central adjusted rating, 224. Okay. But we also yeah. get, I mean, I could see, I could see criticism on this. We understand that the results are the results that they don't, they don't go back after the fact and say, well, the advanced analytics say, but as sure. we're projecting forward for what could happen if, if it's not an SAT weekend, which the semi-state and state meet will not be, um, then, then we know the park tutor duo, Gretchen Farley and Sophia Kennedy, first and second, 1806 for Farley. 1818 for Kennedy. Those were the second and third best adjusted ratings this weekend per INCC stats. They were 23 and 32 seconds behind Nikki Sutherland of Delta. Okay, what do you make of that? These are potentially three of the 50 best 
girls in the whole country. Yeah. And well, 50 and I, may be too big of an estimate. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to, to see that, you know, again, on the adjustments, Nikki Sutherland, who, who's fantastic, by the way, this is nothing against her, but is that far ahead, right? So that really speaks to how fit she is right now. Um, like you said, we're talking about two others and Farley and Kennedy who are um, the elite of the elite across the country. So um, that, that was surprising to see shake out. Um, I think it'll be a lot closer by the end of October. Uh, but right now we're seeing, uh, you know, Sutherland in some really good form. I know she wasn't at this meet, but we're, we're talking about, you know, why maybe they're so far back. Um, you know, like you said, I, I know that, you know, North Central uh, was missing a couple uh, with the SAT as well. But Franklin Central, I believe that was their first showing, um, at least to yes. running all of their varsity girls mm -hmm. uh, in the meet. Um, so shout out on the big county win right there. Um, it'll be interesting to see those two teams go at it again uh, at the semi-state later on in the year. I don't believe we'll see one another until then. Uh, but, you know, uh, the the Farley-Kennedy duo uh, still super strong and one of the best in the state, obviously. Um, and I think that sort of gap will close uh, in the coming weeks. 12-second gap. Farley beats Kennedy. We don't really make much out of that, though, right? I mean, these these are individuals pointing more toward November and December. Correct. And these are two teammates who train together every day. I think the, uh, you know, I it could have, you know, presumably been, you know, Kennedy ahead of Farley and for the same time gap, and it all would have meant the same, right? I mean, it, these are just two girls who work hard together and, uh, like you said, have, have, have uh, goals down the line. The same result on the boys' side. Number eight, Franklin Central, makes it a sweep for the Flashes, 34 points. Number 16, North Central, 97 points. Not much there in the team race. However, individually, closing Cameron Todd outleans nasty Nate Killeen, 1540.3 to 1540.3. But I've heard, Taylor, it's closer than it sounds. It was incredibly close. I got to see a video of it. Obviously, I was at a different meet, but uh, Cameron Todd came from at the point that I saw the video start 30 or, you know, we're nearing the finish line here. Um, and Nate, nasty Nate knew he was coming and he gave all he had. And Cameron Todd just got him at the line. I'd love to see the photo there at, at the end. But, um, you know, what a great close for Cameron Todd and a Good reminder if you just, just keep going, man, all the way through. Well, we call him closing Cameron Todd. Uh, girls rating minus 18, boys rating minus eight. So minus 18 on times that were already barely above 18 minutes on the girls' side, minus eight on boys' times that were 1540. Pretty, pretty competitive. Yeah. All right. And this, our featured meet before the break here. The Hamilton County meet, you and I were there. Very nice day for racing. Hadn't rained very much. The creek bed running through our school's campus was almost completely dry. And, uh, you know, it was it was warm, but it was cooler than you would um, probably imagine in late August. August. Yeah, I agree with that. On the girls' side, number two, I'll do the girls, and, and then you can do the boys. Got you, it. Got the, you got the thing pulled up? I got it. Number two, Noblesville girls win with 30 over number three, Carmel, 69. And number five, Hamilton Southeastern, 73. Bridget Gallagher individually pulls away in the final mile. She wins in 18-20. Maggie Powers in fourth for much of the race, closes hard to finish second, 18-27. Nadia Perez of Noblesville, who was in a photo finish with Powers the week before in a 4,000-meter race, 1833 and from Carmel shout out Jasmine Klopstead 1842 Noblesville freshman Ansley Applegate the number two runner for Noblesville she rounds out the top five 1903 and then she led a trio of Noblesville runners through the line uh just want to pat myself on the back here I predicted bounce back races by two Noblesville runners they both yeah. ran much better this weekend so nailed it and uh I did also predict that uh, the team scores between Carmel and Hamilton Southeastern would flip. And that was the case as well. You probably don't want to comment on that, but anyways, just wanted to shout I'll out comment, myself. I'll comment, I'll say, 
this is what we brought you here for, right? This is your line that you always use, right? Paul Pierce, this is this is why they brought me here. This is what I do. I predict flipped team scores for girls cross country. Everybody's got their thing. Well, on the boys' side, then the number two Carmel Greyhounds win with only 19 points. By the way, for you playing at home, 15 points is a perfect score. So 19 points in the county is amazing. Over number four, Noblesville, who had 55, and number seven, Fisher, scoring 72 points. Carmel's Cole Matisson wins his fourth individual county title. You max out at four, Colin. You can't stay in high school any longer than that. Uh, um, we're checking into it. Oh, it's worth it. And, and a 1507. So shout out to Cole Matisson. Right county there. record, I think. A uh, new school record? County, county record. meet record. A new county meet record. Shout out. Carmel's uh, Tony Provenzano. I don't know this name. Was uh, the well, second. He's in the results now, so you can see it now. He's the second runner for the Hounds at a 1532, just edging. We're uh, trying to keep that secret, so I'm going to go through and bleep his name out. Yeah, yeah, redact that section. That's fine. Yeah, because that's definitely going to help us out. Quagli uh was third and a 1533, and Carmel's uh, Charlie Ledke and Jack Capes both finish. Uh, jumping Jack, that is. Jumping Jack Capes, yes. 43. Charging Charlie Ledke. Oh, man, we, we love these nicknames here. Uh, the girls rating minus three, the boys plus one. All right, Colin, what do you say? So nine nine boys under 16 minutes and 41 boys under 17 minutes. Yeah. In this county meet. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive showing for the county. Impressive showing for the county and, and just uh, a statement on uh, – Moving this meet from a Tuesday night to a Saturday morning, I think, helps. I think the the weather being kind of unseasonably cool. Whose idea was that? Oh, man, I, I got to think that maybe you were in on that. Paul Pierce, baby. That's why we brought you here. And uh, so you've got that. And then you also have, like, really competitive teams, right? And, and then the weather cooperated going in that just in terms of the temperature. But the fact there hadn't been a lot of rain, and that's a fast course in Noblesville and it was it looked really good I mean I don't know if you got a chance to get out in the course much there yesterday uh, but they did a really great job it was neatly manicured I mean it looked really good and they were uh, you know it was produced some fast times uh, you know as a result of all of these factors coming together um, with some of the top teams in the state there so I thought that was really great uh, kind of gave a little bit more insight to you know what we might see further down the line um, with two two of the winning teams just showing absolute dominance, um, so that was uh, that was really impressive. And and a shout out to to Bridget Gallagher for a really strong run, and it was great to see her back for cross country. Garen girls were impressive, and Garen girls um, team rating. And again, I I mean this is well, this is almost yes, this is almost as biased as it gets. You're you're on these streets. You're out. We're out here. We're on these streets. Garen's rating was two ninety three. 293 is often good enough to make it to the state meet. Yeah. Um, but you want to make Garen, a prediction on this podcast. People are interested in things that you think Colin or say, or do like, do you want to make a prediction now or do you just want to keep it close to the chest? Uh, about, about Garen making the state meet on the girls side. I well, mean, geography in this case is, is our, uh, most difficult challenge because the our you know being that our being Garen, yes, not direct deposit, just uh loyalty, friendship. Um, because <coughs> excuse me, I need a cough button. In that, you know, we could probably consider there to be four locks. Now, now Garen didn't finish that far behind Westfield at this meet, but we can probably lock in to advance from the regional Noblesville, Carmel, North Central. And once Westfield gets their the top runner back, who hasn't raced these first couple of weeks, those are four locks. And so that last spot will come down to Chittard, who's got potentially two of the 10 best runners in the state. Okay. Garen, who's got one and a lot of depth, um, Brebuff and Cathedral. Yeah. And those are all teams that in any other semi-state would probably make it to the state meet. Yeah. I would agree on that point for sure. Yeah. I think we've got a few more minutes left on, on here before we need to go to the break. I think 
we talked about this after the meet and then at lunch and then, you know, texting and stuff. I was, this is just eye test. I was a little surprised that the ratings, you know, the girls was still minus minus three and the boys was just plus one. And maybe as in, in the next couple of weeks, as we get more data in, maybe that skews a little more plus, but it's not going to wildly swing, you know, another 10 seconds or whatever. I was, yeah. I was a little surprised that the ratings weren't more plus. And maybe part of that is I'm, is, is the race gets over. I'm mainly digesting the information for my team and I wasn't looking so much at some of the other teams but yeah. are, are you surprised that it wasn't more of a positive rating I mean I, it was certainly a faster day than I had anticipated I, I would agree with you on that point for the um the time of the year the you know the the weather was good but like not fantastic right um it, it was I mean, surprising we were we weren't, this is, I think this is a good barometer. When you showed up to school, were you wearing long sleeves? No. Okay. I was, you were cold though. Uh, fr freezing. You, you probably, the, yeah, you it, probably felt like, okay, I should have brought long sleeves. To be fair. I probably got there at about four thirty, four forty-five. 45. <laughs> no, so, you know, it was a little, I'd been outside for a little while, you know, and you strolled in at seven 30 or whenever it was. Well, it's a girl's first year. So. Um, okay, so I showed up in long sleeves, but by the time the races were going on, it was short sleeves. Yes. I think that's actually a, well, I mean, this is, again, anecdotal evidence. I, I would trust thousands of data points over what my apparel is, but perfect cross-country weather is everyone other than the kids in the race are wearing long sleeves. 100%. And it was still, a, it was a short sleeve meet. We should get this trending. Hashtag short sleeve meat. Love it. Uh, anything else from that that meat? Or well, Marion County. I mean, they were both pretty good meats. Yeah, two two really strong uh, county meats that were moved uh, moved up in the year and moved on to Saturdays. Um, you know, a couple things. I'll give you one point from from Marion County here. Um, an inside source uh, said that um, uh, Mary Edwards, who was the number one runner for North Central on Saturday, ran the number 10 time in school history. So uh, shout out to that uh, that unnamed source, Chad Wallace, who uh, provided that fact for the podcast as well. Um, and then at the meet we attended Hamilton County, um, man, uh, Noblesville, dude. I will talk about them after the break, but they just on the girl side, they just came through in waves and they, they just look super deep and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but we'll, we'll look to their meet on Saturday and, and how they match up with uh, the other top team in the state more than likely. And then the, the Carmel boys and their first showing for shout most. Of them. Yeah. Shout out. I mean, they, they looked really good and, you know, uh, let, and I'll, I'll maybe end on this. We point looked here. really good. Yes. Why well, we I get, was not the use it, come on, we, use use the right pronouns. You get the direct deposit. That's fair. And and I you know what I apologize. We in this case not Garing, but we Carmel, right? I should yeah, clarify. Uh take, we with a capital W. Yeah, it's not a lowercase W, which is more yeah, meaningful to me. It's just placing third at this meet, but they're they're in my mind a podium contender, right? So to be third in the county, but could potentially be fifth or better at the state meet, I think is not uh, on out of the cards for, for the Fishers Tigers either. So something to think about for those boys. I did like uh, coming down the home stretch and, you know, we're always sitting there watching on the line, you know, getting your kids times or whatever that I, these two names, these boys finishing within a second of each other, these awesome Italian surnames, Provenzano and Quagliaroli. Down to the finish stretch. They're made guys. Watch out. And those are, yeah, that's that could be a cool, a cool rivalry over the next over the next couple of years. Uh all right. Well, we'll hit you back with more after the break. Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at temposportsrehab.com. 
we're back. All right. You're listening to the Indiana Runner podcast, the podcast you come to to hear about the entire state of Indiana and what has happened recently. Uh, all right. Let's go through. I'll, I'll read the girls. You read the boys. And then we'll get into your top, your Taylor's two tiers. Sounds good. Okay. These are the top five adjusted team ratings from this past weekend. An adjusted team rating would mean if one of your projected five scores doesn't run, they put her or him in at the season average, which in these first couple of weeks might just be their preseason rating. Fair. So now we do not know because we don't know everything. And sometimes we know things that we're not allowed to disclose for instance, for reasons of privacy on our own teams that we're not allowed to disclose injuries and things of that nature. Yeah. It's called FERPA. We're bound by it. Anyways, here were the top five. Sometimes I know things because you and I work together and can discuss those that I don't discuss on the podcast. We do see each other quite a bit. Correct. And it would be fine for you and I to discuss specific things about kids on our teams because we work at the same school. Shout out direct deposit, baby. Here were the top five adjusted team ratings from this past weekend. And these loosely correlate to a, a team score. It maybe runs a little bit higher than a projected score at the state meet. Number five, Franklin Central. This is on the girls side. Franklin Central, 194. Number four, Westfield. 185. There's a big adjustment in there because one of Westfield's projected scores, their number one projected runner, didn't run this past weekend in the 5K. So she got in at her um, her preseason rating in this adjusted rating. Number three, Hamilton Southeastern, 176. Number two, Carmel, shout out, 147. And number one, Noblesville, 116. So in this, the most glaring thing is no Columbus North. We haven't seen them yet in anything. They're best girls. But the Columbus North Noblesville Showdown, which are probably the top two teams, yes. and we'll get into your Taylor's two tiers soon, that showdown is looming next Saturday at Saraland Park in Columbus at the Columbus North Invite. Did you make anything of those those five? Well, those are five teams and the sixth one being Columbus North that we've talked about um, throughout the preseason, right? And the lead up to the, um, you know, I guess the lead up to now, essentially, we talked about a couple of times in the podcast that I've been on, um, you know, uh, we see Noblesville well ahead and, and I'll talk about this here in a second when we get to the, the tiers, but, um, you know, Franklin Central in the mix for a podium spot, uh, Westfield big bump again, getting their number one runner back here later on will help quite a bit. Uh, and we'll see a continued showdown between those, those top three teams on there. So um, that, that there were no surprises, I guess is what I'm getting at here. Right. They are who we thought they were. Denny green. Shout out. So if there's one other than Columbus North, which would seem obvious, if there's one team, not in that list, that you see as a very serious podium contender, who, who is your, who is your most serious podium contender other than Columbus North and those five teams? Homestead. Homestead. They had the weekend off. Uh, so they, they weren't a part of these adjusted ratings. Uh, Homestead is undoubtedly a podium contender. And I'll talk about them here in a bit and, you know, in relation to a few other teams, but um, the Homestead girls for sure should be in this conversation. Paul Pierce, Homestead's rating from the previous weekend, 181. So that would put them right in between Hamilton Southeastern and Westfield in those adjusted team ratings. Yeah. Okay. You want to go through the boys from this past weekend? For sure. All right. The boys adjusted ratings, number five, Fishers, 185. Number four, Zinesville, 166. Three, Franklin Central, 153. Good time to be on the south side down there, let me tell you. My wife went to Franklin Central. Who did? Kathleen. 
Oh, your wife did. How about yep, that? Shout out. Shout out. Uh, number two on the adjusted ratings, Noblesville, 138. And my God, the uh, number one adjusted rating from this past week, uh, the Carmel Greyhounds, 44. That was just incredibly impressive. Um, I should mention uh, that Clark, 44. He was a pretty good player. I gave my guy Hayden Nagel from Carmel an old Dallas Clark jersey for running under eight, running eight miles at under six minute pace. Because Hayden is tough like Dallas Clark. Yeah, Dallas Clark was tough. He couldn't do what Hayden did, but he could do some other things that made him pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, there's, the yeah, there's the Venn diagram between Hayden Nagel and Dallas Clark. The, I'm just saying the, it's in the middle. It's it's not very wide, but they're both tough. That's yeah, they're both they're both tough. And Hayden has a leg up on uh, NFL All Star. Sure. So, yeah. Um, I should mention as part of these ratings that uh, the Columbus North boys have not put all of their squad out yet and did not compete, but will, as Colin alluded this weekend at the Rick Weinheimer invite, uh, and then Center Grove. Wait, is it called? Is it called the Rick Weinheimer Classic? I forgot about that. It is the Rick Weinheimer Classic. That's yeah. great because he's coaching now. He he is back as an assistant, and he is uh, doing some great things down there. So uh, they will be in in full force, presumably. This is a guess. I don't know anything. Some, some might say he's doing great things at Carmel too. He he's doing great things there. Yeah. Indirectly. Indirectly, he's he's got a, a nice little tree he's working on right there. Uh, and then the uh, Center Grove uh, Trojans are are not quite at full strength. Right. But we we being me and you project that they will be later on in the season uh, because that's what we do. So next week, before we get to Taylor's two tiers next week at the Rick Weinheimer Classic, Columbus North versus Noblesville. Yep. And then at the state preview, Center Grove, Zionsville and Fishers. Wow. And at Brownsburg, Carmel and Franklin Central. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a great weekend again for racing. Again, a, a clear, may, maybe I want to say a clear picture. Maybe not. Honestly, it's early and uh, there could be some shuffling around because some of these teams are pretty close here, Colin. So we, we may see something, but we, we may just, uh, you know, September 3rd is not October 29th. So it is not. Nope. Confirmed. All right. Uh, what about your two tiers beforehand? Um, all right. So girls first year, we start with the girls. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll do that. Okay two tiers right here i'm gonna give the teams in in each tier in alphabetical order right so this is where we're at but um on the girls side i think what we could see uh, at the state meet uh is an outcome similar to last year right and that there were two teams that were clearly ahead of the field uh those two teams went back and forth throughout the year uh and then you know, there was a, a big group of teams fighting for that third place spot, right, and, and beyond, okay? Um, so I, I think that will happen uh, again on the girls' side. On the top tier, Columbus North, right? They haven't raced yet, but they're the defending state champions, and we'll get to see them this Saturday, and hopefully they'll be running all the girls and they'll be ready to go. Um, so they, they're they the preseason number one. They have the – um best uh you know team score if you will right not rating because a little bit different on INCC stats best score uh you know in the projected state meet simulations uh of all teams and then joining them on that top tier the Noblesville Millers um who have the second best uh team score projected on the INCC stats state meet simulation um however they do have the uh greatest percentage or greatest chance right of, of winning uh, of all the teams. So, uh, and they, they're just super deep. So I think th those are two very clear uh, favorites ahead of the field on the top tier there. The so, second tier, oh, go ahead. Let me, let me weigh in here. Columbus North, potentially they're going to run seven seniors at the state meet. Right. They won last year, much to our chagrin. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Chagrin. And maybe we get Chagrin to uh, sponsor the podcast. And they were a contender in the four by eight. I think they were second, right? 
They were second to Valpo, and Noblesville was third. With Columbus North, my gosh, the experience, right? Like seven seniors having one last year. You know, Rick Sluter, who's taken a lot of teams and done well at the state meet. Yep. Rick Weinheimer is the assistant. The experience, the tradition, the culture. Noblesville, my gosh, the depth. Noblesville's eighth girl yesterday ran 1922. Yeah. 1922 in the first 5K. Tell me about it. <laughs> yes. they Like you said, they're so, they're so deep, Colin. I mean, this is why... You know, you say, well, how could one team have on INCC stats a a, a better score in 10,000 simulations of the state meet and, and this other team have a greater percentage? Well, you just hit on it, right? They're depth, yeah. and it's not just deep, but they're super talented at that depth as well, right? I mean, if, you know, again, we're talking high school kids, anything can happen, right? If, if one has an off day at the state meet, Boom, here's another one for you, right? I mean, or it's someone just, gets uh, sick, we've got somebody else that can factor in and score. Absolutely, right? Next woman up right there, right? I mean, they're and, so crazy. And I actually think that in this in the simulations, the simulations per, only project the top seven athletes. So I think in my whatever's between novice and advanced, my intermediate understanding of INCC stats. I actually think looking at INCC stats preseason projections that Noblesville's percentage chance actually should be a little higher because if you just have chaos theory that some things could happen and we're in the age of COVID and anything could happen, that you may need to go down farther, further rather, that that doesn't it 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 caps you at seven and so having a better eighth runner which could be potentially an advantage yes especially as good as noblesville's eighth ninth and tenth runners are compared to all of the other teams including columbus north right that that advantage is not statistically factored into that the other thing that isn't statistically factored into this preseason because this is what we're basing off of right the preseason the big drop on incc stats hasn't happened yet um, Noblesville has a very impactful freshman who isn't figured in to those calculations. And she's been their number two runner in the couple of meets that we've seen thus far. Um, so yes. adding her to the mix, right? Again, somebody who we didn't know about going into the season. Correct. Making a, a huge uh, uh, contribution to their team thus far. So th those, those are the two, in my mind, who are uh, out ahead of the field. One more thing. This is in general. This is not specifically to someone on either of those teams. In my experience, I think that what happens most often at this time of year is a freshman or a new sophomore, someone that ran track but had never run before, runs a couple races. And we project, okay, his or her improvement curve is going to be way more because they've never run any races. And in my experience, it's actually the opposite. The ones that have the highest improvement curve and have the highest likelihood to improve throughout the season and run really well at the state meet and beyond are the kids with the most experience who are running the most. And that theory could be tested in the, you know, result. I, and, I, and I think it will. And for that reason, my my pick, my projection would be Columbus North for that reason. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to this idea of, well, on the girl side, you just get some really good freshmen come in and, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, like in plural, right? And they're at the top, right? Or girls don't get better as, as they get older. And that obviously isn't. Don't true. you. Okay. You're just saying, you're trying to get me going on that one. I'm trying to get you. Hey, just okay. wait. I'm going to keep poking the bear for all this. Right. Half the segment here. It's right? just, it's just, it's just not, it's just not the case. It's just these overgeneralizations of that, and it's just, it's just not the case. It's just these, this idea that, yes, it's more a girls' team is more likely to have freshman or sophomore scores right. impact people, right? But looking through all of the results from all of these years, the majority of all state girls are juniors and seniors. And the majority of girls on state championship and state runner-up teams tend to be 
juniors and seniors. And occasionally there are teams loaded with freshmen and sophomores that win. And guess what? They win the other years when they're older too. Yeah. There we go. I was hoping I'm, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. I, don't I was it. hoping you would hit on that, okay. that age discrepancy in the all and the all state uh, performance. All right, here we go. Second tier. Again, alphabetical order here. Carmel, Franklin Central. Shout out and shout out. Hamilton Southeastern, Homestead, North Central, and North View. Concordia. And and Concordia which is not in the alphabetical order, but we'll go back and post and insert them in there. Yes, I think, I mean, we miss Concordia because Concordia brings in a, a girl who could finish in the top 15. And so as we look through the stats and we look through the preseason stuff and we look through the last few ratings or whatever, we forget about that. I would yeah. I would throw in in the history the coaching for them I'd throw Concord. You say Westfield? Uh, Westfield's right there as well. I mean, it's like again the, a lot of these teams. Let's think back to the girls' state meet last year, right? Like I said earlier, there were two teams ahead, and there's a huge group of teams three through twelve, right? I mean, I think twelfth place is like twenty points away from the podium, right? It was it was unheard right. of. Many of those teams return several of those runners right three four five who raced at the state meet so i think it i think it will be close again in, in that kind of range um you know depending. i don't i don't project it as close as it was last year no but, I don't, and that's not going out on a limb on that right yeah yeah i agree i don't think 12th place is 20 points off the podium but i do think that there are you know a few other teams like you mentioned Cordy and westfield that we could throw in so maybe there are seven or eight teams who have a legitimate uh argument a legitimate, a legitimate shot at making the podium yep uh agreed I, I mean obviously there's some teams i like more than others some of the school districts you know deposit money in my bank account so yeah i, I may be a little i may be a little biased on that i as i as well and you know what's important is that we at least acknowledge those biases and then we just give you the content that you want and keep it moving because nobody else is going to do it if we don't uh boys ready for the boys i'm ready okay here we go top tier again alphabetical order of the boys i got two teams for you carmel Got out grove so i think carmel and center grove we talked about them as the the two best teams coming in uh the preseason there were two teams that we also mentioned uh would receive some um you know additional uh oh, we mentioned that did we mention that we did mention that uh, we did okay uh, what top would get, okay what uh, what day what, what day was that podcast released uh you know what i think it's that boys if i told you july 22nd would you believe that i you know what i would believe that i okay. think i was with yeah. you so if you wanted to listen to that it was released it was called boys top 50 teams preview and it was released on july 22nd Go ahead and listen to that because your boy uh, is the uh, that's his number one rated uh, podcast of all time. Uh, God, blanket on the guy. Uh, actually, you have the top. You have the top three, sir. Oh, the people's champ, Colin. They love me. I don't know why, but anyway, that's uh, Carmel and Center Grove at the top, and I th think that you know th they're really cool. Now, what I will say is that on the girl side, the the tiers are uh, pretty far apart. I would say. On the boys, not so much. Uh, clearly, those are the two uh, favorites right now uh, in my mind. But I think there are one or two teams here that uh, uh, could close the gap uh, potentially uh, down the line. Right? It's not. It's not as uh, as wide as the girls' side. So, what's your second tier and Taylor's two tiers? Tier two. Here we go on the boys' side. Alphabetical order: we're buff, right? Tons of talent up front, man. Can't complain there. Uh, the defending state champions. Columbus. Okay, so if if you have three in the top ten at the state meet, it's like almost mathematically impossible not to finish in the top five. It correct, yeah. Probably. Highly mathematically improbable is highly, how I would highly, yes, I would agree. Describe it. So we're buff Columbus North. Again, we'll see them uh, this Saturday, presumably at the. Rick well, we won't, but yes. Well. It, they will be seen by some at this invite down in Columbus. 
Sure. Yeah. Because the results are available online. It's just you just check them. Timingmd.net. Anybody. They're open to, to anyone you want. No popsicle sticks or anything. Uh Fishers, Franklin Central, Noblesville, and Zionsville. That sounds right. Okay, you don't want to throw anybody else in that mix? I think that encompasses it. How was that six additional teams prior to the top two? Because we had said early, early on six teams, and it would be tough to get in there. And then Noblesville and Franklin Central have both run pretty well early on. Yep. And so – I, I think I think that covers it. Yeah, I, I I think that that I mean, how do you how do you feel about Valpo's chances? Maybe well, huge I, improvement curve on a on a younger squad, but yeah, are they yeah. going to be you know? So that would put Valpo as potentially the ninth best team or lower. Are they going to be four of those other teams? We're talking teams loaded with with seniors. Yeah, and then a lot of those teams that have that have been there, like repeated podium contenders with Fishers and Noblesville, and yeah, you know, in in uh, 365 days when you and I are sitting down here doing this podcast again, I think yeah, the next Pretzel Day a little bit more. Man, I love Pretzel Day. Uh, who I think we will uh, be mentioning Valpo a lot more, and and they, you know, it, it, crazy things happen on Laverne, uh, certainly in the state uh, championship meet. So uh, who knows? But I think they're probably one more year away from uh, being a a contender right there. Uh, but this is what they call well, no, no longer bulletin board material, right? Maybe it's a screenshot material, screenshot, Snapchat, whatever it is yep. happening out there. So a lot of that going around. Those are my two tiers. Colin, uh, what's on your mind? You got anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to say? Any, what are you thinking? What are you, how are you feeling today? What are you good? What do you mean? Good. I don't know. Just, uh, I gave, I gave you the, what I had here and I just didn't know if, uh, you know, coach Altavote had anything, uh, words of wisdom for the masses or anything, you know? Well, I don't want to get on my Joe Biden here. You know, my dad used to say, but I will say this. One time I asked Rick Weinheimer for advice on something, and he told me the driver of a race car going 200 miles an hour does not pay attention to the squawking of geese outside the track. Rick Weinheimer said that. That sounds like a Dr. Full quote. Are you sure you're not conflating those two? I'm not. I'm positive. All right. The squawking of the geese outside the track. All right. Well, um, you know what? I would say that the other thing I've heard is that people think that um, maybe we 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 know more things. Maybe we don't officially 100% know it, but we know more things than we're letting on. That maybe the podcaster should be a little more gossip on it. So you ready for our last segment? Gossip, guys. I'm going to throw yeah. some topics at you. Some gossip that I've heard. It's just gossip. Right. We don't okay. know. You ready? Confirmed. Yeah. Kim Kim Kardashian is single. What? Yeah. She Are was you- married to Kanye West, and then apparently she was dating Pete Davidson. Uh, seemed like polar opposites to me. And uh, those- she's single. So to make it. I thought for sure. I mean, well, you know. Apparently not. Uh, you wow. and I are are both firmly off of the market. Um, do we? Yeah. Do we know anybody we could set Kim Kardashian up with? Uh, I know, I know there are probably a few people who uh, would would like to uh, take a swing. So I okay. I don't. No, I'm I'm actually on the opposite side. I think I think that that my guy Tom Ullman is single. But if Kim Kardashian asked me, I would be like, well, okay. I mean, Tom Ullman is a little out of your league, Kim Kardashian. Well, hang on, aim a little scenario, lower than that. Yeah, this is interesting. So in this scenario, Kim Kardashian is asking Colin Altavote. Hey, do you have any buddies you could set me up with? And you say, well, I, I got Tom Ullman, but... You but know, he's a little out of your league. Yeah. Hey, also, why not be a better wingman for Tom? I think in this scenario, if Kim Kardashian's asking mm-hmm. you... No, he, he's not. He, nah. Yep. Sorry, Kim. Sorry, Kim. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to find oh, well, you know what? Uh, she, I'm Tommy sure... Tommy, it was out of your league. 
Yeah, I'm sure she'll land on her feet, right? She's she's uh somehow managed to swindle Americans into giving her a billion dollars for whatever it is she allegedly does. So okay, um, I did not I did not give her a billion dollars. Well, uh, you didn't, but uh, uh, collectively as a country, we apparently made her a billionaire. So no, that's fine. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the starter in San Francisco. Gossip guys, somebody he's, gonna trade he's for him. Not. No, he's not. It's gonna be Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I hear uh, this is gossip. This is the gossip. This is what you guys wanted. Gossip, gossip guys. What it. are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking that uh, he sits a bench in San Fran and he's the starter for your Indianapolis Colts next year because that seems par for the course the past few years, baby. I just got a Matt Ryan jersey for my birthday. We better not get another starter. Ah, uh, man, who knows? Yeah, yikes. All right, here's the, here's the NBA rumor. Russell Westbrook in draft picks to the Pacers for Buddy Heald and or Miles Turner. What do you think? Well, if we're trying to lose, this makes sense to me. Uh, Russell Westbrook, you know, yeah, I think his nickname is The Culture, right? Russell The Culture Westbrook, because this is the kind of guy you want. <laughs> well, you, that's not real, right? You made that up. No, I'm pretty sure he's the guy who hosts the pasta dinners before the games and, uh, you know, really mentors the young guys coming in the league. It could be hard, Colin, when you're 20 <laughs> years old and someone hands you a fist full of cash. But Russell's there to help and and be a, you know, guiding light in the storm. So, you know what, if uh, the Simon family says, eh, I don't really want to win this year, this sounds like uh, it could make some sense to me. I don't hate I don't hate it. Oh, come on, bro. I don't hate it. We'll give you two guys that would actually help us. We want to lose. You give us two unprotected picks way out in the future. You give us Russell Westbrook, but we're we're not buying you out. We are not waving you. He's got three kids. You will report to Indianapolis. You will be on our team. You will come off the bench. And we will pay you $45 million this year. Yeah, well. Uh, and Taylor's going to be that. there front row telling Garrison Matthews he's not a good basketball player. Uh, right right in front of his parents. <laughs> <laughs> because that actually happened. Yeah, that's a true story. Your boys were uh, at the Rockets-Pacers game. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what do you expect when you travel to the mean streets of uh, Indianapolis? Well, it's not that family friendly, I guess. I guess not. cool anything else uh man yeah i don't know i'm uh really excited for this upcoming weekend right i mean we've seen some some really good racing early season uh thus far um and i think that we're starting to get an idea um of of who could be there uh late uh in the, in the year and uh you know i i would guess a lot of teams were able to experience this we had a uh, quite a few career PRs yesterday that we're really excited about, um, you know, talking about the whole team all together. So um, things are, things are looking good. It's exciting. So how about you? What do you got? What do you got? What's happening? Liam O'Man ran 1620. Liam O'Man? Is that what you're Liam O'Man ran 1620. Oh, you mean uh, uh, that's a Liam O'Man uh, altivote, right? Uh, is the <laughs> son. So uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. highlight of my season so far. Yeah. Liam O'Man ran 1620. He's doing. Hey, let me give you another highlight. The power say, of the PPM. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and, and I've I've got that caramel bias. Right yeah. Here. Hey, this is the if you if you stayed around this long and you want to know facts about the caramel team, here you go. Well, actually, there's another podcast for you if you want to know more about the caramel team. We can tell you there about is. That. Yes. Uh, well, you know, and caramel and CC they, podcast. It's not yeah. on Apple yet. Check us out on Spotify right now, and maybe Steve Jobs will get around to approving us. But I think, he, I think he's, I don't think he's going to do that. Is that the holdup? Is he busy? What's he doing? Anyway, the point is uh, I was standing at the finish line uh, yesterday watching our boys come in and well, I guess not just our boys, but all, all of the boys. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to the, the, the Carmel boys who just finished really strong. I mean, these guys, I mean, this was what you want to see, right? I mean, sometimes you, you, you got like three or four dudes and the and last the 400 meters of a distance race is not about your speed. It's about your ability to deliver oxygen to all parts yes. of your body. And they were doing Leo that. Leo Maman doesn't run under 60 seconds for 400. Right. 
although he did look like he was doing that yesterday. I will correct say his last his last four hundred. Yeah, it was fifty nine, but he, he had was, a running yeah. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That helps. But no, that was the. I mean, they looked so great on the finish, and, and uh, we're just passing guys and just really fighting for every position uh, down the stretch. So anyway, I just want to give a shout out because I just you know saw. Uh, some some really great stuff there and again yeah you know i i coach there too but i don't i don't coach the boys we we meet you know like uh 200 yards away in a different location and 200 gotta, meter 200 meter you can't use yards it's just distance running oh that's interesting because yeah. i believe that your wheel is a metric yard. system actually it's in feet actually it's in feet yeah. In meters. yeah so uh that's interesting uh comment there uh <laughs> but uh anyway i thought that was i thought it was really great so um, you know, we love to see that fight all the way through for the full 5,000 meters, um, assuming the course is 5,000 meters, wherever you may be. Do you, do you want to, do you want to say the guys, our new guy's name, do you want to say his last name the way you like to say it? Hey, it's Provenzano. <laughs> get, get, put some respect on it right there. Tony, Antonio Provenzano, right? He's that's, a that's, big guy. Anthony, but yes. No, 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 no. He's from the old country. It's Antonio Provenzano. <laughs> the, the old country right? of Minneapolis. <laughs> That's right. He ain't from Indy. Right. We learned that on the message board this week. He ain't from Indy. So we, we know that. He is now, he is now my man. He is now living in Carmel Clay. Because, by the way, for those who are listening and uh, for some reason still uh, to attend Carmel High School, you must live in Carmel Clay School District um, or your parent be a full-time staff member for the uh, the school district there. So Or or both. You could be Shout both. out my kids. That is true. Well, your kids don't attend Carmel Clay yet because they're babies. Uh, well, one of them goes to the daycare. Well, where you know what? There you go. One of them goes to the daycare. The other one, what does she do all day? Nothing. Get a job. <laughs> it's two months old. Well, you're almost on maternity year. leave, right? Blink and she's out of the house. Let's get moving now, Caroline Altimo. Well, just like just like the other Caroline we know of, another coach going yeah. to college soon. She scored two goals in her game, by the way. I know they're killing it, and they they won four one. And I and I gotta say, it's probably because she scored two goals. Yeah, I mean, even if you take away, I don't. I hate to bring math into this podcast, but even yeah, if you take away the other two goals from the other girls on our team, they still win two to one. Yeah. So she, yeah. yeah. Why, so, why do you need a woman out there? Just put her. Yeah. Wallace two, North Central one. Yeah. How about that? Shout out. So. All right. Well, I'll um, see you tomorrow and every other day, other for a long, long time. Sounds great. Appreciate you having me. All right. Go Hounds. Go Hounds. I don't see haters like I'm blinking. My money keeps on growing while your fan base keeps shrinking. Yeah. You wish you were a psychic so you could rap just what I'm thinking. Uh, and it's just a warning, man. We just having fun.